No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where God gives various laws to Moses, governing everything from sowing seed to weighing on scales. You shall keep my statutes. I am the Lord. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Leviticus chapter 19 on Simply the Bible. It is the season of Thanksgiving. It's also the season of shopping. And I was out on the road this afternoon and saw a three-car pile up over by the mall. And I just got to thinking, I am so thankful for traffic laws. Imagine what it would be like if there were no traffic laws. I mean, it's bad enough with traffic laws. But if there were no traffic laws and people just did whatever they wanted, however they wanted to do it, imagine how unsafe our roads would be. And in the same way, when it comes to the laws of God, they are here for our protection. They are here for our provision. And we are wise if we take heed to them. I mean, God knows what he's doing. He created it all. And he knows what's best for us. And so as we continue just understanding the law of God, we pick it up today in Leviticus chapter 19, verse 19. The Lord said, You shall keep my statutes. You shall not let your livestock breed with another kind. You shall not sow your field with mixed seed. Nor shall a garment of mixed linen and wool come upon you. In some ways, we may not understand why God would say these things. But he wanted his people to be holy as he is holy. He wanted them to be a distinct people. And what we see here is the call for purity in all things, whether it was in the way that they raised their livestock or how they farmed their land with the kind of seed that they used, not mixing the seed, or if it was mixing two different types of material into a garment so that when it shrank, it would shrink at a different rate. God wanted purity among his people. Why? Because God is pure. God is holy. Verse 20. Whoever lies carnally with a woman who is betrothed to a man as a concubine and who has not at all been redeemed nor given her freedom, for this there shall be scourging, but they shall not be put to death because she was not free. And he shall bring his trespass offering to the Lord, to the door of the tabernacle of meeting, a ram as a trespass offering. The priest shall make atonement for him with the ram of the trespass offering before the Lord for his sin, which he has committed. And the sin which he has committed shall be forgiven him. Now, ordinarily, if a man and woman were betrothed to each other, that was like a serious binding sort of engagement. And one of them was unfaithful. That would be considered adultery. And both the person and his or her sexual partner would be put to death. That is why it was such a serious issue when Joseph and Mary were betrothed and Mary became pregnant. Now, in this situation, the woman who was betrothed was a slave. And the law was modified because she was a slave. 
In the case of unfaithfulness, both her and her partner would be punished but not put to death. He would have to bring a trespass offering to the Lord. Now, some people will say, well, wait a minute, isn't God endorsing slavery here? And we see many laws, actually, in the law of God concerning how slaves were to be treated. But we must understand that God provided the boundaries for a practice that already existed. That's sort of like what we see where Moses allowed a man to write a certificate of divorce to his wife. It doesn't mean that he was encouraging that practice, but he was making allowance for it because of the hardness of people's hearts. And so slavery was allowed in that culture, but God gave rights to slaves that they did not have in any other culture. Verse 23, when you come into the land and have planted all kinds of trees for food, then you shall count their fruit as uncircumcised. Three years it shall be as uncircumcised to you. It shall not be eaten, but in the fourth year all its fruit shall be holy, a praise to the Lord. And in the fifth year you may eat its fruit, that it may yield to you its increase. I am the Lord your God. So the fruit that was first born on your fruit tree, when it says that it was to be considered uncircumcised, that means it was to be considered unclean. They couldn't eat any of it. In the fourth year, these were to be first fruits or offerings to the Lord. And in the fifth year, they could begin to eat their own fruit. Now, we have come to discover that when you prune off the buds in the first few years, then actually in the long run, the tree will produce a lot more fruit. Verse 26, you shall not eat anything with the blood, nor shall you practice divination or soothsaying. You shall not shave around the sides of your head, nor shall you disfigure the edges of your beard. You shall not make any cuttings in your flesh for the dead, nor tattoo any marks on you. I am the Lord. Now, there were various methods of divination practiced in the ancient world. And the idea was to try to find out from the gods which way to go. Um, in Ezekiel twenty-one twenty-one. It speaks of the king of Babylon shaking arrows or consulting images and examining the liver of all things. Studying the appearance and motion of the clouds was also a means of fortune telling. But God forbade all these practices. God wanted his people to rely upon him and on his word and not any of these various occultic practices. The style of cutting the hair or beard in a certain fashion seems to have been part of these idolatrous practices. In these pagan rituals, they would also cut or tattoo themselves in mourning for the dead. Verse 29, do not prostitute your daughter to cause her to be a harlot, lest the land fall into harlotry and the land become full of wickedness. You must ask yourself, how wicked would a society be where fathers would prostitute their own daughters? Yet, in meeting with someone who works with victims of trafficking in the Boise area, this very thing often happens in our own community. Daughters are pressured by parents or legal guardians to have sexual relations with others. What a terrible betrayal of trust. God said that if they allowed this to happen, 
then the entire land would be full of wickedness. And that is what we are seeing as people disregard natural affection to pursue their own lusts. Verse 30, you shall keep my Sabbaths and reverence my sanctuary. I am the Lord. Again, the Sabbath law was seventh day of the week, a law that was a sign of the covenant God made with Israel, and they needed to keep it. And they were to revere his sanctuary, to consider it the holy place. Question, what is the holy place today? Is there some physical, material building that is more holy than another? No. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We are the ones in whom the Holy Spirit dwells, not with a building made by hands. Verse 31. Give no regard to mediums and familiar spirits. Do not seek after them, to be defiled by them. I am the Lord your God. As far as mediums who would attempt to conjure the dead through seances, they were mainly impostors. They were deceivers. King Saul had all the mediums put out of the land. But when the Lord would not answer him because of his disobedience, he went to a medium. She conjured up Samuel, and she was shocked when he actually came. Now, if she was used to really conjuring up real people from the dead, then why would she be shocked? Not only were the people to avoid mediums, but also to have anything to do with familiar spirits. This is how demonic possession occurs. People yield to a demonic or familiar spirit, begin a relationship with such, and eventually allow them to come in and possess them. Verse 32, You shall rise before the gray-headed and honor the presence of an old man and fear your God, I am the Lord. This is certainly something we need to see more of in our culture. And sadly, it seems to be from an era gone by. But when an older person would come into the room, they were to rise up in respect. There's an interesting example of this in Scripture in 2 Kings chapter 2. The prophet Elisha was walking along the road and a group of boys from the town began to mock him and make fun of him, saying, Go away, bald head! Go away, bald head! And Elisha turned around and looked at them. And then he cursed them in the name of the Lord. Then two bears came out of the woods and mauled 42 of them. So it's a good reason to respect your elders. Verse 33. And if a stranger dwells with you in your land, you shall not mistreat him. The stranger who dwells among you shall be to you as one born among you. And you shall love him as yourself, for you were strangers in the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. So they were to remember that they were strangers and treat the strangers among them with love and respect. You shall do no injustice in judgment, in measurement of length, weight, or volume. You shall have honest scales, honest weights, an honest ephah, and an honest hen. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. God cares about honesty in business. Often the merchants would have heavier weights when they were buying and lighter weights when they were selling. Two sets of weights. 
Our government has the Bureau of Weights and Measurements to check scales and other measuring devices so that you can be assured that you receive a full gallon of gas at the pump or a pound of potatoes at the grocery store. Verse 37, Therefore you shall observe all my statutes and all my judgments and perform them. I am the Lord. God has the right to establish these rules, doesn't he? After all, he is Yahweh, the existing and eternal one who created all things. He is the Lord. And I am so thankful that we have good laws that he's given us that protect us from harm and provide for us that which is best. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. They meet Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. at Pepper Ridge Elementary School in Boise. To listen to any of Pastor Daryl's teachings or to find out more about the church, just go to their website at calvarytv.org. You can also text us at 208-314-3377 with your questions or comments. We'd love to hear from you. That's 208-314-3377. Laws are worthless unless they are enforced. Next week, we will see that when God gives commandments, he backs them up with severe penalties for disobeying them. Laws must be enforced to keep the peace. We hope you'll join us as we continue our study of Leviticus on Simply the Bible.